0: You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 315 with Kirsten Crick. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. We're excited to have Kirsten on the show today. If you have been thinking about an Airbnb property, this is the episode to listen to. So if you know anyone who is interested in Airbnbs getting started, make sure to send this to them. Kirsten wrote a book, and this is why I wanted to have her come on to talk a little bit about her book. Everything will be in the show notes, but I wanted to hear her journey. And so I thought this might be helpful for you guys if you feel a little bit stuck or you feel a little bit shy to be like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, this seems like a big thing. I don't know. Like, what if it goes wrong? And so she just kind of walks us through her journey, how she started, and what she's up to now. And it was quite fascinating to hear. What kind of rental she ended up deciding on um, doing with her properties and all this kind of stuff that you wouldn't even know to think about from, you know, hiring people to do the linens and the cleaning. And, you know, you may start off doing that stuff on your own and then it gets to a point where you're like, okay, this isn't working. This is not sustainable, especially if you get more and more properties. So if you are on this journey, I hope this leaves you a little bit inspired. And if you are a person that's on the fence of starting this journey, I hope this gives you encouragement to know that you can do this. If this is something you really want to do, I really want to encourage you to go out and do this. So I hope you guys find this uh, episode helpful and let's go to the show. Kirsten, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. So I like to ask icebreakers to start off the show. And I always love to leave my listeners a little bit more inspired than when they started. Um, so the question is, what is one thing that you wish you could tell your younger self? That's a really
1: good question. And I actually did listen to some of your podcasts. So I knew this question Perfect. was coming up. Okay, good. So I did some thinking on it. Um, okay, great. I think the, the, the one very specific thing I wish I could tell myself, um, I'm 40 now, um, mm-hmm. maybe when I was in my mid-20s, I wish I bought a house earlier. Really, Mm -hmm. I wish I got into the real estate market a lot sooner than I did. Um, But really, I think the reason why I didn't at that time was I was too afraid of the unknown. Um, I think it was a psychological barrier for me buying my first home. I had a lot of questions, a lot of fears. I was living on my own. My family is living in a different province. So I didn't really have anybody to guide me through that process. So instead of asking questions or figuring it out, I just kind of Told myself, well, I'm not going to do it. I'm Not going to do it. Um, so, my advice to my younger mm-hmm. self and to other people would be: don't, don't be afraid to um, make changes in your life. Don't be afraid to take chances and ask questions if you don't know the answer. And yeah, if if you feel like something's not going to work out, don't just leave it there. Yeah. Um, feel free to you know unpack it and kind of figure out like who do I need to talk to to get this to happen? What do I need to know? Um, yeah, and and learn how to be. Um, comfortable with being mm. uncomfortable. Yeah. So, being outside of your comfort zone, that I think that was really the problem that I had. It was just, yeah, not comfortable. And I mean, so so much of your life is like that, right? And when you allow yourself to get to places where you are uncomfortable, this is new, this is hard, that's really where you, where you learn and grow.
0: I really so like that's that. what I would tell yeah. myself. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I think that yeah, it, that applies to a lot of things, right? That how many times do we kind of just get paralyzed because we don't really know the path, and um, sometimes we don't know the questions, or we don't think we know yeah. the people that we need to talk to. I'm um, I'm curious. So, when did you buy your first house?
1: It wasn't until I met my now husband. We were dating. Mm -hmm. um, that we got engaged. And then what do you do as an engaged couple, right? You buy your first home together. Sure. So then I felt like, okay, I can do this. I've got him to kind of help me along. Yeah.
0: Right. So yeah,
1: yeah, that's, that's really how that happened.
0: Yeah. So you're Um, wishing that you would have bought though in your twenties is what you're saying. Yeah. I, yeah, I should
1: have looking back now. Um, housing was a lot cheaper then. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And then too, like I was spending all that money on rent. So I, yes. I do feel like I could have used that money in a better way.
0: Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, so it's it's easy to yes. say I should have done something right. But um yeah, but I can totally understand that you wish you could have encouraged your younger self to just take that plunge and, and just with anything and i think that applies to this too because if people um you know we're going to be talking about airbnbs and if people have been sitting on the fence uh with rental properties and they're just like oh i want to do this um you know, I think this applies, and and because they may be thinking, oh, I don't know how to do it. I've never rented out a place, and I've only bought homes for myself as the primary, you know, residence and stuff like that. So, um, I think that will be good to dive into this. So, let's get started. How about you tell us your full name, where you live, and how many kids you have?
1: Okay, my name is Kirsten Crickey. I live in Hamilton, Ontario, up in Canada. I have four children: um, a eight year old son, six year old daughter a five-year-old son, and a two-year-old son. Your hands are full. They're
0: very full. Yes, they're very full. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, though. Um, Okay, so how about you share with us, Kirsten, how you got to where you are today? Just kind of walk us back a little bit to, you know, we're going to be talking about Airbnbs, Airbnbs, like I mentioned, but I'd love for you to just share, like, how this all began.
1: Yeah, so it really began... um, well, I went to university right up right out of high school and, and got a degree in nursing in Manitoba um, and moved out of that province quite soon after I had graduated to Ontario. So it's about two, 2000 kilometers away from home. So it was a big move uh, and found my first job. And I, I worked as an RN for, I would say 10 years. Wow. Um, and during that time I was renting. And that, like I said, I, I kind of thought in the back of the, my head, it would be wise to buy a house, but it was just too intimidating. I was, it was overwhelming. So I didn't really do that. Um, I kind of pushed that back. I kept renting and then I thought maybe I'll move to Europe. So I wasn't really sure where I wanted to be anyways. Um, and then I met my husband. Uh, we got married and we started a family. And yeah, as, as many married couples do, you buy your first home together and that's what we, we did. And when we were in the process of doing that, my husband really had only one um, wish list. Like, you know, you have, have a list of things that you want in your home, and he only really had one, and he wanted to have a home with a second unit in it. Mm. So, typically, um, in Canada anyways, I'm not sure if that applies to all of North America, many of the ho- the houses have basements. Mm, so, right. in our city, most, I would say most houses have basements, and many people will make their basement into apartments to oh. rent out long term. Yeah, that's quite common. Um just to help with yeah. mortgage payments sure. and especially with just the way um prices are right now. Yeah. Um to help they're that just bet. insane. So just yeah. to help with the with the the mortgage payment. So that's what we did. We bought a 3 bedroom bungalow with a basement apartment and for the first excuse me, for the first 2 years we rented it out as mm. a long term um, rental. That's all we really knew, right? That's what people do. You you rent out your basement long term, and we had um, good and bad experiences with that. Um, we had one tenant who was, you know, stopped paying rent, left a big oh, mess. Wow. You know, yeah, yeah. So we we kind of got a a good taste of what what it was like <laughs> to be a landlord. Yeah. And then we had another tenant who was excellent, paid his rent on time, did a really good job of just keeping the place clean and maintained. Um And then he finally moved out, and there we are with an empty apartment again. Mm. So I thought, oh, I'll start looking for long-term tenants again. And my husband at the time had said, well, you know, my brother's been traveling around in the States a lot, and he's been using Airbnb. I'm like, well, I've never heard of this. This was in 2015. So especially up in Canada, Airbnb hadn't really made, um, you know, big waves yet. Sure. Like it is now. Yep um and then we had done some traveling ourselves um in that same summer we had gone to Washington DC and New York City and we were traveling with young children and my husband said again like we we got to try this Airbnb um as as guests um so we stayed in a couple and it was just it was great traveling with you know young children and a baby mm-hmm staying in a hotel room is not ideal yeah right so it was it was a great experience as guests so we come home from this and we're looking at our basement apartment my husband's like i think we should airbnb our apartment and i thought he was nuts (laughs) 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 um just you know we're not um a huge center here in hamilton we're not a major tourist attraction so i thought well nobody's gonna come but well okay we'll try so that's what we did we we furnished it um pretty sparsely, I have mm-hmm. to admit, right. especially at the beginning. Um, and then we kind of waited and to, see, to mm-hmm. see what would happen. And it, it got quite busy. And I was wow. just amazed at how many people wanted to stay in our one-bedroom basement apartment. Um, lots of tourists. Um, as I found out, we are actually located in a good spot for tourism, oh. being located halfway between Toronto and Niagara Falls. Oh, interesting. I was like, yeah, that's a good spot. So, like a
0: stopping point. Is that kind of what you're saying?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And then just people for business, Uh, Mm. lots of people visiting family, a lot of new Canadians, new immigrants would come and stay with us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and then we started getting a lot of request. Well, not a lot, but some requests from our guests. Well, would you mind if I stayed for a month, especially the new immigrants? Oh,
0: yeah, that makes They're sense. They're coming
1: in with a suitcase. Right. They've just landed. Now they got to find a job and an apartment. Wow. And that takes some time, right? Yep, right. So this is where they would start out life in Canada um, wow. with us. So yeah. that was kind of neat. Yeah, that's cool. And then when those bookings were happening for a month or two, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of nice." Mm-hmm. The longer bookings but I didn't really think much more than that. I just thought, well, it's kind of nice for me. But I didn't really take it anywhere until my husband just, you know, said, "Well, our basement apartment's doing so great. We're making a lot more than we did short or long term. Mm. I think we should buy another property yeah. in Hamilton." And again, I said, "You're crazy." <laughs> <laughs> um, so we refinanced our fra- our family home. Okay. And with that refi, we were able to put a down payment on another three bedroom bungalow, again with a basement apartment. So we had two units, nice. and we started listing those on Airbnb, okay. and and had the same success with the, with that. So just a lot of you know a lot of traffic, a lot of people wanting to stay in Hamilton. Um, but it was hard work. Hmm. I I've never done so much laundry in my life. Oh, with the sheets <laughs> yeah. and the
0: towels and all that stuff. Yeah. Is that what you mean so, yeah.
1: We were doing short stays. so so it's a turnover that you're you're doing all that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So typically, we had people stay for like a couple nights to a week. Yeah. So you're you're constantly in and out doing laundry, you know, making sure that everything's working well, that nothing needs replacing, nothing's broken. And I had started out cleaning it myself. Mm. So now I had three Airbnb units that I was cleaning and managing and doing the laundry. That's a lot. It didn't take long until I was like, this, I (laughs) I can't delegate. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is not working for me. Um, And that's where we kind of sat back and thought, okay, what we've got going on here is great. We're making decent money, but I can't keep this up. Mm -hmm. And I certainly can't scale this the way it is now. So, you know, you start, I started hiring cleaners who would come in and do the cleaning. I was still doing the laundry for a while. The cleaners would just drop off laundry at my sure. place and swap out linens. But even that was too much. Mm. So um, now the cleaners do laundry. Every unit has a washer dryer. They do oh, laundry good. while they Okay, clean. so
0: they do it while they're cleaning. Okay, yeah, totally so makes it, sense. Yeah, but it did, It took a little yeah. time to get
1: to that point sure. and kind of figure out a system that worked. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started doing that. Uh, and then COVID happened. Uh, yeah. So COVID happens. Especially in Canada when you guys, re- you really locked down. Yeah, we were quite locked down. Yes. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. were. So, I mean, that happens and all of our reservations are being canceled left, right and center. Wow. So a little bit panicky. Of
0: course.
1: But right, right before that happened, we had a family um, that asked if they could stay in, in one of our units for a couple of months They were immigrating to Australia. They had sold their family home. They needed a place just for a little bit until their visas were sorted out. So they stayed with us. While COVID happened, they ended up staying for nine months.
0: Well, yeah, because Australia was also being locked
1: out. (laughs) Yeah. So it was good for me anyways. Yeah. I didn't have to worry about the calendar being wide open. I had, you know, I had income coming in. And yeah, it was a huge relief. So yeah. Then we really started thinking, okay, there's something here with these longer stays. There's mm. there's something going, like, yeah. so we started switching over, like, well, if we can do what we, we call it midterm, I mean, we're hearing the term a, a lot more now. Other people are also, too, you know, getting on board with this idea, this concept of midterm rentals. So we started thinking, you know what, maybe we should kind of switch gears a bit, especially because, I mean, we were locked down for a good almost two years. Right. So the, the regular bookings were not going to be coming back anytime soon. And it was also great because I wasn't doing, even though I wasn't doing laundry anymore, yeah. you're still coordinating cleaners. You're replacing linens if they're sure. stained or ripped. You're going mm-hmm. in, making sure everything is perfect.
0: And it, it's still a lot of work. Yeah. Now let me so, ask you too, like yeah. what does a midterm rental consist of? The yeah, I mean. timing. Th- so to to understand
1: midterm, we kind of have to understand Uh, First, what long-term is and what short-term is. So we all understand long-term, right? It's a regular rental where somebody typically will sign a lease for a year and then it usually extend. Right. So they're bringing in their own furniture. It's their home, basically. Um, Short-term rentals, uh, we're hearing a lot more now with Airbnb and and other platforms. Those are like more of the vacation stays. So you're just looking to stay for a night, two nights a week, uh, midterm stays is uh, typically a month, so at least a month, but under a year.
0: Oh, um, okay.
1: And these these units are also furnished. Okay. And we're also listing them on Airbnb hmm. and other short-term pl- platforms, mm-hmm. but you're just getting a different audience. So instead of getting the tourist who just needs a place for a week, we're getting people that are in between housing for whatever reason. Yeah. So. Especially, I, I know it was the same in the states, but the last half a year, the real estate market just took off. Right. So a so lot people of people
0: have places if they're in the in between, right?
1: Yeah. So a lot of people are like, "Well, this is great. I'm going to sell my house, make a, a lot of money, and then realize oh, I have to buy too in this crazy right. market." Yeah. So they're they're stuck. They're in between housing. A lot of people doing rentals too. Mm, um, yeah, they don't or, want to live in or there
0: building new homes and they yeah. have to wait, right? Because then all everything's taking longer with yeah. all the materials, yeah,
1: yeah. So we were still, yeah, we're getting booked, but it's just a different audience. So it's more local people that mm. are looking for places right. sure. or people here for work, um, people here to study that kind of thing. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, and again, the new immigrants that was that's another big um, demographic for us, yeah. So, I mean. Really, the hosting is the same. You're still making sure that you have a a great place to provide housing for people, right? Cleanliness is number one. Um, you're providing a furnished place. You're paying for all the utilities and Wi-Fi, but your guests are staying a little bit longer, so that means a little bit less work. Um, but your revenue is still is still better than it would be if it was uh, sh- long term. So wow, that's okay. kind of how we stumbled on that.
0: Yeah. And then, Uh, and then I want to go into this and then we'll go into even more detail. Um, So then you decided to write a book, right? Yes. Well, before that, actually. Yeah. yeah, Walk us back.
1: So I was still working as a nurse full full time. Okay. Mm -hmm. During all of this craziness. wow. (laughs) Um, I had my third baby and uh, so we, we have year long mat leaves here in Canada, which I'm very thankful for. So I did go on mat leave with all four, well, with all three of them. And then at the end of my last, or the second last mat leave, I was like, that's it. I can't go back to work. I can't mm-hmm. even imagine trying to work 12 hour, 12 hour shifts.
0: Yeah.
1: um, You know, I had taken my other kids to daycares and I'm like dropping them off at 630 and my husband has to pick them up and dropping them off at a different sitter because he had, you know, work in the evening. It was just chaos. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's a lot. So
1: uh, yeah, so I just, we decided, okay, I'm going to stay home. My husband had started his own business at the time. So there was a lot of things happening. Um, so I'm home for a couple of years and I get pregnant again with our fourth. And this is now when we're starting to do like the midterm and we're, st- we're really getting into the Airbnb. And I have a lot of people coming up to me and asking like, oh, I also have a place that I want to rent out. Like, what do I do? How do I do mm. this? So I'm giving lots of advice, yeah. you know coaching people. And my husband's like, you know what, I think we have another opportunity here. I think we need to start a, another business.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, a property management business where we'll, we'll take yeah. some of these property and be like, yeah, we'll, we'll put it like we'll furnish it or we'll help you furnish it. We'll coach you through the whole thing. We'll make an Airbnb listing and we'll manage it for you as a short term or a midterm rental. So we started doing that um, about wow. two years ago. And the very first client that we landed, we we got their house. It, we got it all set up on Airbnb and I'm showing where I'm scheduled to show it to a potential guest and I'm in the labor and delivery room having oh our last baby. Goodness. So I have to call from the bed to say, uh, I, I'd love to be there right now, well, but can I'm we busy. reschedule for Friday?
0: Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs>
1: yeah. So we're crazy that way. We just stuff we just go hey, for whatever it. whatever
0: works right like yeah. different different things for different people okay yeah so okay so then you ended up doing that and so now so do you have that like you do you have a property management company yes we do. do okay yeah
1: so our our focus is on short-term and mid-term rentals mm-hmm. we will do some long-term for some clients who are just not c- comfortable yet um listing their homes on airbnb Sure, but that kind of is our niche—is the sh- the the midterm really is yeah nice. Um, so having done that for almost yeah a little over two years now, again kind of the same thing where people are coming up to us asking for advice and mm. and we're starting to realize like okay maybe in the last eight years or so we've kind of learned something you know
0: mm. yeah maybe
1: we should write some of this down and and mm. see if we can help other people do the same thing yeah so that's how that happened. We wrote a book on it and I mean, the idea behind it was really to help everyday people because Mark and I are not like, we don't have our MBA, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't have deep pockets. I can't just buy real estate all over the place. Yeah. But I think that you can, um, yeah, just make a little bit of extra money for yourself. Um, just doing Airbnb and the midterm, especially because it's not as time consuming, and we talk a little bit too about how to get into the market. I mean, it's really difficult right now. I do feel bad for young people trying to buy their first home. Yes. Um, so we t- we do talk about that a little bit in the book, but really it's, we're not geniuses. Um, we're not amazing people. We're not very intelligent, but we can do it. And if we can do it, you can do it. So when we first started the idea of writing the book, the the working title was, um, what do we call it again? I think it was real estate for the stay at home mom. Mm. I think that was kind of our working title. Yeah. So we, and we, we moved away a little bit for that for different reasons, but that's still kind of the idea is that you can kind of do this part time. um, If you have an extra space in your home um, house hacking. So we, you know, we started house hacking before house hacking was a thing. Um, Or if you can somehow find another investment property uh, you know, you can make decent money doing the midterm. Yeah. So that that's really the idea behind the book is just to to encourage people and and you know you can do it. We did it. And you can do it too.
0: Do you feel like you can achieve so much in life but your weight loss? Maybe you feel like you're stuck and you want to leave counting calories and dieting behind, or maybe you find yourself spending so much energy thinking about how to lose weight, what to eat, and even can you keep this off if you get to goal? I know for me, that was the case before 2019 when I lost over 50 pounds and I kept it off. And I want to help you lose weight the way that I did it. I want to help you figure out why is the weight a symptom for something else going on in your life? Because did you know that the weight gain is not usually based off of hunger issues? It's usually because you're not fulfilled in other areas of your life. So we go for food because it's a quick dopamine hit or a quick fix. So if you want to figure out how to live life without worrying about going to a party or going on vacation or staying at other people's homes without gaining weight, then this session is for you. How it works is you jump on a 30-minute coaching session with me. We come up with a plan right then and there so you can implement it the moment we get off our Zoom call. If you decide that you want to work that plan with me and have that weekly accountability for several months and dive deep to figure out what is really holding you back, we can do that too. But there is no pressure to do that. If you just want to jump on and chat with me and get your plan, that is A-OK. These mini coaching sessions are my way to give back to you guys. So I hope you take advantage of it. So if you're interested in more details, you can DM me at Mom Inspired Living, Or if you know this is something you really have been wanting to do, but you've just been sitting on the fence, go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash coaching And grab a day and time that works for you. If you can't find a day or time that works for you, you can email me at Amber at mominspiredshow.com or message me at mominspiredliving, whatever works best for you. This will all be in the show notes so that if you forget what I just said, go to the show notes and you'll get all that information. I can't wait to chat. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah. So that kind of makes me want to dive into all of this because, you know, I think people are trying to figure out how to make more money. Um you know, inflation is real. Um, Groceries are up and um, everything is up. And so people are trying to figure this out and, and what they, what can they do? And, you know, I know people have been thinking about, you know, rental properties. And so the kind of going back to our original question about what you tell your younger self. This is why I was saying, I think this is really key because I think people get stuck and they're like, well, I don't know. And I don't have close friends that have done it. Um, so they just kind of get stuck. Right. So yeah, with that, I think with this market being so high, kind of like you were saying, you feel bad for the younger people who are trying to get into the market. Um, now, if people have houses, like let's speak to that because generally my uh, audience is in their 30s and 40s and, and maybe 50s. Um, so they most likely have a house. Um, so kind of like what you did, you refied, right? Mm-hmm. Would you still recommend something like that if the, you know, moms are sitting here going, okay, I don't have all this cash to put down and now the interest rates are higher. So like if, yeah. this, if this were you trying to figure out how to buy another property right now, what would you recommend?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So, I mean, the same thing up here in Canada, interest rates are going up. Um, so that does make it a little bit difficult, but it really comes down to doing the math. So like, if you're able to make the math make sense, I I think it would still be beneficial to do it. Um, we are unable to, r- to buy another house right now just because we're self-employed. So for some sure. se- you know, yeah. I know things are a little bit different in the states. It's a lot easier to get loans um in canada, it's it's pretty hard. Mm. Um but I still think that there is room in in the Canadian market anyways to 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 buy another place. Um yeah, I when my husband first suggested to, to refi our family home, I thought he was crazy. Mm-hmm. Now that we've done it, it's it's made sense and it's worked out for us. And even with the interest rates increasing, I think with the midterm model, we were still making enough money to have positive cash flow. Mm. So I think you have to sit down and and do your math and and talk to a broker and talk to more than one. Um and don't go to your bank. That would be my advice to people. Um uh, this is probably more to the, uh, to your Canadian audience. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's quite like in the States, but you want to talk to a broker. Okay. Um, they're going to get you broker, the best what rates, do you mean, like, like a uh, mortgage broker, mortgage so broker. they can shop around for you. I see. Okay. They can get the good rates for you. Um, and then we also, uh, we use a, a B lender. I'm not sure if that's something that I you're familiar that with. Mm-hmm. Can you so, explain that? yeah. So in Canada, anyways, you have a lenders and they've got great rates, um, but we're self-employed, so we don't qualify for that. And at first, mm. I was very afraid to use a B lender just because the the rates are higher. But if, if like I said, if you can make the numbers work out, it, it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, so that's kind of my advice. And it's funny that you say that because we are now looking towards um, the states. Oh. So we've kind of... Yeah. We're at our limit here, yeah. personally, um, just because we're self-employed. Um, they're not really willing to give us any more money to buy any other houses. Um, so we're now actually looking at Tennessee, funny enough. Oh,
0: that is funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, it is a booming um, area.
1: Yeah, so we looked up at a bunch of different states. Um, we like Tennessee because um, we do think there's a lot of growth that's going to happen there. And just the, the difference in, in housing prices, I mean... Mm-hmm. There, it's pretty significant for for us. Yeah. So we can we can pick up a house in what we would consider very cheap. Yeah. Um, compared to here, so just that would just increase our cash flow.
0: Sure.
1: So I still think there's great deals to be had. Um, in the states, especially, and I and I understand. I mean, we're we're just starting this process of talking to mortgage brokers in Tennessee and real estate agents. Yeah. Um, it just seems like lending is a lot easier um, in, in the States as opposed to up here.
0: Well, let's um, walk through that for a minute. Okay. Cause, especially cause you're looking through that. And, and most of my listeners are American, but I do have a big audience in Canada. Um, so you're looking through, you're looking at Tennessee, especially cause you're looking at a different state. Uh, I mean, different, well, you're a different country, but like if somebody was looking at, a different state, right? They're like, okay, mm-hmm. I live in one state, but I want to buy in another. Um, for a lot of us here, you know, people buy places in Florida, you know, for yes. condos and all that stuff, right? Um, so, how are you even going about that? Like, how is that process for you? Especially, you don't live here, um, and it's interesting too, right? Because. Um, I don't know how much houses are here are there, but like for here, it is to me very expensive. Like in this area, you can't buy under 500,000. So I'm curious, like where you're looking at in Tennessee. Um, uh, yeah, I, am trying to think of the names now. It would be South, um,
1: Oh, like near Chattanooga. Oh, oh I'm not too familiar okay. with the names. It, yeah. I know that there's a Ford plant, um, that they're building oh, and plant. I can't remember hmm. the name of this, of is the it, place is it closer now? to
0: Alabama. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So, so yeah. So let's let's. How did you? Let's break that down a little bit. Like, so how did you figure? Let's go to this area specifically. Yeah.
1: So I think it really is. It's started out because we we know we want to do midterm. We like midterm. So it's different than the short term. The short term is really a vacation rental. So maybe buying a vacation rental in rural Tennessee is not a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Right. I mean. You, you're going to look in Florida, um, those kind of places. Sure. But that's that's not r- really what we want to do. We want to do the midterm. So midterm, you're not looking for tourists to stay. You're looking for families, really. Right. Um, where families going to go? And we did a bit of research. We we do know that there is a Ford plant that they're building. Mm, that um, makes I think sense. it's Blue Oval. Is it Blue Oval City? Something like ah, that. Okay. Yeah. Um. Go. So they're bringing in five thousand jobs okay. in the next five wow. years. Okay. So right away, we're thinking families are going to be moving in, people are going to need places to stay, um, workers are coming in. So that's kind of the audience that we're going to be targeting. So I think you do need to figure out what you want to do, Mm -hmm. um, and that will kind of determine where you're going to land. Got it. And then we, we've, yeah, we looked around different states. We were thinking, uh, Texas for a while, um, but just for us, the price, the price points just made sense in Tennessee. And we, sure. and we do feel like there's a lot of potential yet there yeah. um, for growth. Um, we, we kind of feel that maybe people within the states are going to be moving around um, to different states, mm-hmm. moving out of some states into other states. So we kind of looked at that. And then to really pinpoint where or what kind of house, we use something called AirDNA, DNA. So oh. it's a website mm-hmm. and it will take all si- all kinds of um, information about other short term rentals in the area. And it will kind of give you a good idea of what you could expect for for rental income for short term rental income. What
0: was the acronym again? It's, um Air
1: DNA. Oh, oh Air D-N-A. Yeah, like
0: A I R D N A. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So it it's just a program that will pull all nice. of this information. In, because um, a lot of the the markets in the states are also oversaturated with short term rentals. You're right,
0: well, especially Nashville. In, in like,
1: <laughs> yeah. So, do I really want to start a short term rental when there's like hundreds of other yeah. ones, or do yeah. I want to go somewhere sure. where there's not that many? So the, the air DNA will kind of help you determine that. I like like that. if yeah. if places are saturated or And I just looked not.
0: where you you're so where Blue Oval City is it's closer to Memphis so that makes it's, sense to why it's more affordable. Okay, yeah. 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 So that that makes sense. But that's uh, but that is interesting because most people trying to get in Nashville it that it's you're talking like in I mean, rent for one bedroom apartment in Nashville is easily $2,000 a month. So when you were saying it's affordable, I'm like, <laughs> it has to probably be somewhere else because I wouldn't quite say that that's affordable. But, but yeah. right, if somebody from California is talking to you, they're going to say it is more affordable, right? So everything yeah. is relative. You don't know what people mean until exactly. you start thinking about numbers. But um, I think that's such a good point too, like with figuring out where our company's moving, kind of like what you said with a Ford plant and, and you're looking for a midterm you know, I'm breaking this down for people so that they can kind of have an understanding of the mindset that you have to have when you're looking for something like this. So that, that that's good. And also that you don't live here and you're still trying mm-hmm. to do it. So will you hire then a property management company to manage your property? We haven't quite decided yet. Okay. Um, again, it, it
1: really depends on the numbers. Sure. If, if the place does very well, then maybe I will yeah. Um. Or maybe I'll be halfway into it, trying to manage from a distance, and be like, "No, this is not working." <laughs> yeah. So right. it it's been done. People do sure. it all the mm-hmm. time. They they remotely host Airbnb. So I know it can be done. Um. We just got to sit down and kind of figure it out. And sure. We re- like like I said, we have a realtor that we're in touch with. She already knows um local people that clean other Airbnbs oh, yeah. or other short term yeah. rentals. So just kind of building your team. Yeah. Um, is really important. It's, it's difficult when you don't live in the area, but yeah, yep. you just have to start contacting people and just start talking.
0: Like yeah. So did you find it? Okay. So when you were kind of mapping it out, you thought about Texas, cause I think this is good for everybody to listen to. You were talking, you're thinking about Texas, you were thinking about this area. So did you go to that air DNA to figure out the area? Like how did you, how did you, I've never ever heard of the city. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so a great like, tool. How, yeah. So how did you hone into this specific area? Um, a lot of it has to do with the politics too. Okay. Yeah. So
1: trying to find States that, well, I mean, you're looking at taxes. So for me as sure. a foreigner, I'm going to be paying taxes. So I want to, I want to find a place that is kind of tax friendly to that's landowners or landlords. And, and Tennessee makes sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that, that's a big one. And also just kind of the political climate of each sure. state. Yep. Um, I don't think I'd want to buy anything in California. Well, I mean, yeah. that's a nothing against accident. California, but They're that's what here. I mean. So uh-huh. that's what we kind of looked at. Like mm. where are people moving to and where are they moving from?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that's kind of what we looked at. And then okay. the potential for growth too. Like, so yeah, where we're looking in Tennessee, there's, I mean, houses are fairly cheap yeah, in our imagine. opinion yep. compared mm-hmm. to here sure um i'm not going to get the same equity or i'm not going to get the same appreciation as i would here mm. and i know that going in but i'm going to get the cash flow and that's kind of what i'm after right now
0: okay yeah that makes sense okay yeah. so we're getting close to the end and i wanted to ask you okay now that you've been through this journey what do you think you wish you would have done um differently when you started all of this that you're like okay now i know all of these things if if I could have went back, like, and I could have saved myself a lot of time, does something stand out to you specifically?
1: Yeah, I think, um, learning how to, yeah, learning how to, to delegate. So initially I, I tried to do everything myself, right. And quickly realized that that's not really working. So learning how to like grow my team. Mm. Um, and I wish I did that a little bit sooner. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah I mean, and also again, like what I said to my to your earlier question what mm-hmm. would I tell my my younger self? I would uh-huh. have to tell my mid thirty self too <laughs> the same thing. don't like try, just try new things mm. um, I mean, I went into nursing thinking that this was gonna be my career, right until I yeah. retired, right um, not thinking I would quit. I never thought I would quit nursing, and here I am. it's wow. been five, six years since I've been yeah. inside a hospital, right. and I don't really regret it, <laughs> sure,
0: yeah. So just, yeah, yeah just,
1: just taking the chance and, and going for it. I mean, you obviously have to do research beforehand, Yeah, but, um, I think sometimes you just have to go for it. Yeah. I like it. Um, yeah. And I, I wish now that I had bought like three, Ten. four more houses. <laughs> yeah.
0: I know. <laughs> I know. Right. Um, yeah. okay. So Kirsten, we're at the end. Is there anything else that you want to add that maybe we kind of glossed over or you want to circle back or anything that stands out to you? Um, not
1: really. Okay. Uh, really just um be okay thinking outside the box. So um I know you kinda asked like for mm-hmm. people trying to get into the market, it would be kinda sure. hard right now. Mm-hmm. So I have a brother that used to live in southern Ontario where house prices are very expensive. He mm. moved to a different province and was able to buy a house and he's sold it and now since bought a bigger house. Oh, okay. So just being open to those kind of things, yeah,
0: like flexible, right? Like, okay, mm-hmm. I
1: might have, yeah, I I might have to move somewhere else, or to maybe move I somewhere can, else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe I can go have these on a house with somebody. Maybe mm-hmm. I can buy a house, live with mm-hmm. my parents, rent out the house for a number mm-hmm. of years. Yeah. There's different ways, yeah. So just being, yeah, just thinking outside the box, not doing what everybody else does. Yeah. I mean, same with writing a book and starting my own business. Sure. that's definitely not what people usually do.
0: Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I love it. So just go for it. That's great. Okay. So, where can people find you and where can they find your book? And then also, I will be putting this all in the show notes. Okay. So, you can find the
1: book, or we have a landing page it's markandkirsten.ca. So, M A R K A N D K I R S T E N.ca. Okay. Um, our book you can also purchase um, on Amazon. And then we also have a property management uh, website. It's Joyhill.ca. So J O Y H I L L.ca. Perfect.
0: Well, Kirsten, thank you so much for coming on the show. I, I, all this stuff is very fascinating to me. And you know, the main reason is like I want to, you know, have more and more moms that are coming on doing different things, like thinking outside of the box, uh, being creative with how they're pulling in money, especially if they don't want to put the kids in daycare or you know, they're just trying to figure out like, what can I be doing and and being resourceful. So um, this was really great to kind of hear your process and you know, how you did it. And I think it will really inspire a lot of moms to go after it. So I appreciate you coming on today. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for listening to today's episode to learn more on how to work with me go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash coaching. See you there.